Hi, Terence. Welcome to Web3 Digital Marketing Entrepreneur Podcast. Uh, it's so great to have you here. And, uh, you know, as you can mention that uh, in my LinkedIn, I've seen I've done a lot of research regarding the metaverse and healthcare and all that spaces. And it's really honored to have someone who's actually creating the virtual worlds uh, in today's, uh, you know, world. So, yeah, please tell a little bit about yourself and how you started in this virtual world. Yeah. Yeah. So my name is Terence Williams. Um, I'm over here in the United States, over here in sunny Florida, Orlando, and been creating virtual reality spaces for mental health professionals, uh, life coaches, therapists, nonprofits for a couple of years now. Um, my company, CEO and the founder of Meta Wellness. Um, this is me and my team. We, we, we personally work with each of whatever it's nonprofits, mental health professionals, really bring their vision of what they want in their space to come to life, whether it's a standalone therapy room. Mm-hmm. Also do customized platforms to where some some people like to do exposure type therapy, um, um, group therapies like you think like alcohol anonymous those type of things, forums events uh, all those type of really fun stuff. So I've been doing that for a while now and really just been focusing in on the mental health space and mm-hmm. it's been growing exponentially and it's been really exciting. Great. So, you know, uh, one interesting thing I have found is that when you mention you not only do, uh, you know, like the virtual worlds for wellness or anything, you also do for educators, you know, uh, events and all other spaces. Uh, but what is, do you think, the major industry that's been impacted with this virtual reality and everything so far? I mean, according to your experience. Yeah. So, you know, I, I personally believe virtuality is going to have impact on three three places. One is going to definitely be gaming. Gaming is going to be huge. It's what you kind of see a lot now. Um, if you look at TikTok or if you look on like social social media, there's always somebody doing some type of fighting game with the VR goggles and headsets mm-hmm. running into a wall, that type of really funny stuff. Uh, I believe uh, health, not just mental health, but just the whole health aspect as well in general will be impacted heavily. Mm-hmm. All the colleges and universities are already starting to develop programs and classes to where uh, people can re redo based like heart surgery you know, mm-hmm. in the virtual space yeah. to get that kind of practice before they go out and do it in the real world. So I believe that's going to be huge. Um, I know the other aspect's going to be huge is the fashion industry as well. Um, NFTs are going to transfer over into these digital uh, creatives where people can actually have virtual reality clothing. Um, mm-hmm. Huge huge companies already like Gucci, yeah. um, Prada, uh, even like Tommy Hilfiger. There's so many different ones um, are already developing their own clothing and putting those digital spaces. So mm-hmm. those spaces, I believe, are coming up next. Um, I'm excited about the health one as well because I think mental health, even though the whole health aspect is going to be huge, mental health is going to be even more tremendously huge. So yeah, yeah, definitely those three for sure. Gaming is going to be completely the the, uh, the first one as well because they're they're doing so much amazing stuff. Um, if anybody out there is a Call of Duty type of fan, they're already trying to implement Call of Duty type of style games in yeah. VR. And they actually look really, really good already. So we're a lot further than a lot of people realize. Hmm, interesting. But, uh, you know, one thing I mentioned, I might have to contradict in some point is that uh, regarding the gaming where to mention, because I've been seeing multiple reports. I don't know how much of this is true, actually, in news, you know, in TechCrunch and everyone that uh, gamers are not actually, you know, that much interested in the metaverse. I don't know how they get the stats for these reports. But, um, I mean, but you are mentioning that gaming is kind of, really big in the metaverse i mean gaming is the first space that came into metaverse right so do you think- yeah well not just that if it's like already big i don't think i think it's going to be it should be a better for, a form to use uh-huh. i believe um like i think sony's already creating their their vr goggles apple's just creating their vr headsets yeah and a lot of it is centered around gaming um so what we see now i believe in the next seven to ten years is that we won't see 
Um, we won't really be using PlayStation or Xbox. Everything will be VR because, you know, be able to play the same games, but actually make it feel as though you're really there. Yeah. Um, so playing Dragon Ball Z, actually make it feel like you're really Goku, right? Like, yeah. uh, going Super Saiyan would be nuts. <laughs> right. Like being able to go Super Saiyan instead of just like reenacting it as a kid in your room, right? Yeah. <laughs> able to actually do it in a game is going to be really, really cool. Even Madden came out hmm. on its own VR game uh, where you can like actually play as the quarterback. And actually feel as though so you're seeing it in the eyes of the quarterback so mm-hmm. and you know that's going to even portray a lot to where when people are trying to develop athletes they can put these people in way more live scenarios to get them to have better decision making so the level of even athletes will increase in the future as well got it got it and you know another point you mentioned is the that meta was you know uh mainly the healthcare the mental state everything because I think I've read a lot of reports after the COVID. I think a lot of people still hasn't recovered from COVID situations where, you know, it took two years for people to recover from the all, you know, just staying at home all day. And uh, there's a lot of reports saying that mental health might go mainstream in the near future. So do you think this VR would make a greater impact on the mental health uh, in the coming futures? Yeah, absolutely. Because the thing about mental health is, you know, we're still using a lot of mental health goes with a lot with telehealth, right? So with telehealth, what people are using now is kind of what we're doing right now where you know we're on a zoom type of call and they're having these type of discussions but what we're finding is that a lot of people want to be able to sit face to face and have these conversations and still feel like they're actually there so mm-hmm. vr for mental health is going to be an alternative method instead of using zoom um mm-hmm. i don't believe zoom will be here used for those purposes um mm-hmm. within the future because if you can have um someone in a virtual reality space actually mm-hmm. feel like they're there with a waterfall in the background, having these noises, birds flying, you know, instead of just doing it on a Zoom, it's just going to be way more impactful and way more um, connecting for the client and the, the therapist. So, I mean, or, yeah, the client and the therapist. So um, it's definitely going to be a huge impact in the mental health aspect because they use a lot of telehealth. Telehealth is really, really huge. And um, this is a different alternative, given mm-hmm. the, the user and the client, you know, a whole different type of feeling. Got it. You know, in one of the blogs I wrote, uh, I don't know how much of sentence is true, but I think this is something that struck my mind. So I wrote in one of my blogs saying that um, right now, to be honest, in the healthcare or the pharma space, uh, there isn't actually, you know, the medicines are going and reaching the places where it obviously should, like, you know, the poor people or, you know, those places itself. But we're kind of transitioning already into this next level of uh, VR case and everything. But uh, but how much do you think that that would reach the common man's level? Because, you know, 10 years is kind of a one thing. But do you think that would happen, you know, to reach the VR level? To VR, to when it's coming, like, somebody can go into, like, have a doctor's appointment and be able to, like, get prescribed and stuff? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's going to be, I think, you know, that's when it gets a little bit tricky. Um, but it's definitely going to be something that I can see definitely see coming. I think even Bill Gates was um, not mentioning that, but he was just mentioning that he believes in the future that all meetings, for example, are going to be in VR in the future. And I, I can see that definitely as well, because you have a lot of people who are disabled um, without transportation that can't actually see a physician, a doctor. Yeah. So being able to have the VR headsets and actually see somebody that's licensed, that you can prove is licensed, um, and you notice the actual physician. Mm-hmm. It's going to be super beneficial. Also, just even the comfortability of it, right? So if I'm able to go see my doctor um, and be able to talk to him about my issues, maybe I can just be a little bit more open and honest if I'm not actually face-to-face looking him in the eye, right? Mm-hmm. And, and just the, the affordability and the accessibility as well because, you know, everybody hates waiting at the doctor's office. It takes forever, right? <laughs> it takes forever. Yeah. 
So the whole aspect of being able to just log in and be able to be in the VR headset, you can still be at home drinking your coffee, waiting for your doctor. It's going to be way more accessible and way more just, um, you know, not even just cost efficient, I think, but just even more time efficient. So. But I really hope that, you know, we won't be answered by an artificial intelligence because I think, you know, uh, I mean, imagine like uh, it has evolved, Metaverse has evolved so much that, you know, patients who are waiting can go and see an AI doctor where right. he has collected the data and he can predict all the answers. I mean, well, that yeah. Would, yeah. And even your follow-up questions, right? Like, and that's like the beauty of AI. AI is going to be humongous. Like, ChatGPT has been holding blowing up a lot, but that's just like the tip of the iceberg of what AI is going to be able to do. And it's actually really incredible how fast something like that just came about, right? Like, AI has been around for a while, but ChatGPT came and everybody's like, oh, what is this? But this type of stuff has been around for a while and it's going to be transcendent. We're really in the, you know, all, all the stages that people talk about with the future and the Jetsons and the matrix, all that stuff, we're really in those beginning stages of everything. And it's really beautiful. Like, you know, I think it, even just outside of VR and AI, I think McDonald's just released his first uh, store that's completely robotic. Mm. It's just straight robotic, um, no humans in there. And they've been talking about this for a while, but to actually be in the time frame where they're actually doing that, it's only the beginning, right? Because yeah. once they're able to do that and, and perfect it, you're going to have less people working at McDonald's. Which is going to be horrible for a lot of people that work there. But just the whole aspect of being time efficient and cost efficient or being able to complete something like that and having those type of stores is going to be transcendent just in the long run for people. Because you can produce 10 times more McDonald's if all you got to do is put robots in there and not have to worry about efficiencies and people not showing up late or things like, you know what I mean? All types of stuff. So, yeah. And it's interesting because you just got your, you know, we just got our world to like 8 billion population. And <laughs> there are people, yeah. you know, getting laid off saying that, you know, you will be replaced by AI. It's like new population rising every moment. And like they are, I mean, even the baby is becoming jobless in the future. It's being predicted already. So, yeah, it's kind of scary too. It's like, you know, where is jobs going to have, you know, what is the job market going to look like in 10 yeah. years? <laughs> way more efficient and, you know, faster to do these things. Right. So. I think all I think mostly the creativity creativity is the only thing that's going to be matter in the future because uh, if we can't think different, I think you will be definitely slashed by the AI because. Uh, but I think you know that would take really a hundred years or something uh, in the future, and that is one thing that I found. Uh, I don't know. Do you think it will take hundred years? I mean, this is I'm just putting myself because well, I, I think don't... I think we're about like ten years away from everything, man. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just so much like little stuff like. They're like even I think in California they're releasing robots that have the authority to take like um, to take harmful measures um, uh-huh. or work with the police. We have Elon that's trying to put computer chips in our head and that's supposed yeah. to come out here. Like I think we're we're a lot faster. We're coming a lot faster <laughs> than what people really realize. We're like we're right there at the brink of I would say at least the beginning of a, a, a different new technological boom, which is going to be VR, AI. Yeah. Um, Etc. So, and robots. I mean, know what robots would call. It's called VR, AI, and robots. <laughs> Those are <gonna> <laughs> yeah. right. Because even like, even like, I think Uber Eats was having a conversation about um, yeah, uh, the drones and stuff like yeah. that, being or you know, and stuff like that. So it's gonna be a lot. It's just a lot of stuff. It's coming. It's already like in the works. So yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know, at one point when you think of it, it's pretty exciting, and you literally feel like you know, what's the point of us doing all of this when everyone we know that's going to be replaced but then it's like okay today is the day let's let's just move on from today thing yeah. it's a double-edged sword right because like with technology like the whole point of technology is yeah. to make everybody lazier 
you know, they're like, it's sad, but it's, it's, you know, at some point it may come to a cost, right? Like, like my fiance, she, she talks a lot about, um, like, you don't know if you've ever seen Westworld or iRobot when the robots like take over and stuff. So like, we got a lot of like conspiracies on that type of stuff too, but either way it's coming. Um, yeah, I definitely don't think we're a hundred years away from it. Um, I think even in California, like, you know, they're even when it comes to just even simple stuff like uh, cars, right? Now California is mm-hmm. trying to go super electrical, all gas. You can't even sell a car if it's not electric in California, what, like 2025? Like, stuff like that is they're really trying to push the narrative and the, push the agenda of this technological boom, right? And then you have places like Dubai that's, you know, yeah, cities that are just way more that's advanced right. and that's, that's growing. So we'll see a lot of stuff coming up like that. Got it. Oh, it's going to be a pretty exciting future, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> exciting, you know, but scary. I get it. I get it. I'm a tech nerd, so it's more exciting for me. So. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's a point to be noted, actually. Yeah. yeah. If you love technology, you're excited. If you're like, uh, then, like my dad, he hates it. Like my dad, he got a, um, he signed up for some, some, uh, what was it? It was a different internet service. And yeah. when he signed up, DoorDash gave him a $200 credit. And he mm-hmm. called me. He was like, I don't, he was like, what's a DoorDash? And I was like, it delivers food. He's like, I don't trust it. Take this $200 thing and just order what you want. I was like, all right, shoot. <laughs> I use DoorDash and Uber Eats every day. So it was cool for me. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people that don't like technology, they're, you know, that's even the basis of it. They don't like that. They're definitely not going to like what's coming in the future. So. Understood. Wow. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I think one point I want to really ask you is that since you're creating this virtual world, I think uh, a common uh, you know, I think a misunderstanding or a misinformation that's available online is a tech stack. Like in order to create a virtual world, I think, you know, probably, you know, Unreal Engine or Unity, these are like proper tools are there to create that virtual world. Yeah. But so you need else? an SDK. Yeah. yeah. So for me, I use, I use Meta's platform, which is Horizon Worlds. So okay. you have to have a headset, you have to download the app and you actually have to learn how to do it. Um, mm-hmm. It's not something that you can just go in and just like just you know just do it really quickly it does take time because there's the building aspect of it which is like building the structures but then it's also the coding aspect of it so like the building aspect is i can create a sink the coding aspect is i can have you turn the sink and like water will come out of it right so you got to learn to be able to do both and it does take time over time to do it but once you do learn it's pretty fun it's definitely very uh very therapeutic so what were the necessary skills, you know, for to learn that, to create an entire VR world? What are the other tools you need besides that? Uh, skills. Like, you know, do you need to learn coding, like HTML, Java? So like, what sort of set of skills would you be? Well, the coding was, is, in, well, in Facebooks, you have to learn their coding, right? Uh-huh. So their coding is called scripting. And so the scripting is... It's a lot like coding, actually. It, when you actually go through it, it's a lot like coding. You're basically are telling the computer, you're telling the, you're telling the system what you want to do, but mm-hmm. it's it's in a different, complicated way. So, if I want to say, I want the sync to turn on. If I want the sync to turn on, then to be able to script it, you would have to be able to know how to say that. So the computer can understand how to say that. And it's not just simply just telling it, I want this thing to turn on. It's when the world starts, when this person puts his hand on this thing, mm-hmm. when they turn it, this action happens. When they take their hand off, this action stops. But able to put that in sequence and put it to the word of variables are in and all that type of stuff. It's just like coding, but in a more language type of way. It's the best way I can put it. It's coding with language. 
cool so it's more like a game creation right so in game game like you know they will have every action you know okay if you want to do this you have the score to kind of like that right yeah yeah absolutely okay okay so you know just curious i just want to you know for my audience because it's the first time i'm having a vr you know world creator so if a client is coming to you and asking you to create uh let's say a whole virtual environment uh you know for the healthcare space a therapy session maybe uh, what would be the steps can you uh, give a brief on that yeah so somebody comes to me they would usually go to my website which is www.metawellness.space um they would if they want something customized they would just click the customize tab um and then from there when they you know when they check out and pay which i have buy now pay um options later they will just give a description of what they would want me and my team will have a conversation with them about every step of the details of what you would like if you want your logo in there what are your colors your hex colors for your logo do you want couches do you want a basketball court do you want do you want a sink in there do you want a bathroom you know all those type of stuff so we get all those types of laid out we have a process to where we walk it through them we show them a video of it or they have the vr headsets we can give them a virtual walkthrough if not we can just give them a video a video walkthrough of it and then from there if they like it boom it's theirs um, we give them access to it. We give them very details on how to access it, how to get other people access to it as well. And then, um, yeah, set up for there. It's actually, it's pretty simple. Um, the creating, I wouldn't, you know, creating aspect, is, of course, is more difficult. But the whole step, mm-hmm. the process of getting what you would want is pretty simple. Got it. So if someone wants to create a world so they can, you know, mostly I think the design is the major part, right? Like designing the whole space is the major part that plays in it. Yeah, designing is, but, you know, it can it can get to where people do want a lot of like scripting and coding into it. So like okay. I have people that want so for example, like exposure therapy. So I had somebody that's like, hey, I want to create an elevator mm-hmm. and in a house. And when people go into that elevator, the doors close and but they feel like the walls are sinking in on them and they feel like pounding behind them. And it's supposed to exp- um, it's supposed to re um, recreate that whole aspect of claustrophobia. Yeah. So so it's, you know, that comes with like coding and doing a whole bunch of other stuff. Making the elevator is super easy, but being able to actually do all that other stuff can be um, difficult. Oh, you know, interesting that you say, because I've seen a lot of news recently saying that uh, people who have, you know, uh, fear of heights and the people who have fear of this anxiety and everything, and, you know, mainly for women, if they're like someone is staring at them, they don't know how to tackle. It's like they created a whole cafe where there will be a guy sitting and, you know, in the VR environment. And they will yeah. be like the guy will be like staring, and they were wanting to know how to create and stuff. That's pretty. Yeah, absolutely. Exposed therapy. And even um, I think that study was done with they were trying to eventually do it with kids or something like that, and um, kids were trying to say what they were liking. But they've been finding that exposure therapy, especially in VR, has been super helpful. They did a test, I think, when it comes to like veterans for Iran, and then they found that like ninety percent of the veterans that did exposure therapy didn't need any other type of therapy after that. Um, so it's been it's been coming and i think as we grow we're going to see a lot more a lot more things that come up statistics showing like hey this is great this is you know never have theories and say this is bad all types of stuff is going to happen but yeah you know i'm i'm one of the people that try to get into that's when i see something coming when i see a train coming i try to like get ahead of it right i don't want to i don't want to miss it so um i think you know the the benefits of what virtual reality can do for the mental health space is going to be truly impactful in the long run to a lot of people. Yeah. Got it. And just one final point. I just want to follow up on that creation part is that you mentioned you'll be creating the spaces in the horizon worlds and, you know, you will be using the script of the Facebook and everything. Uh, do you have to pay for that space that you are using in the horizon worlds? Uh, or is it like just create from scratch? How do you manage that? Yeah. So I, 
they allow you to create the spaces for free in there. However, if you if you charge people to let's say the space isn't even VR, right? I mean not VR. Let's say it's not even mental health. Let's say to be the space is a casino or something mm-hmm. like that, right? So you will create a casino in there. You'll have a, a blackjack table, and mm-hmm. let's say people are coming in there and you want them to spend money at the casino. Mm-hmm. Well, Facebook will charge a fee for people doing those services within their platform, right? Mm-hmm. So it does cost, but it doesn't cost to actually create the casino. Not yet, at least. Okay. They may start charging people actually do the creation part. But as of right now, it doesn't cost to create, but it is, a, it is a learning curve to actually learn how to do it. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, that makes sense. But, uh, you know, when you mentioned casino, I, I'm sure that assets and everything will be there and transactions will be causing. Do we have to, uh, you know, know all this crypto-related stuff there or is it like just normal uh, payments can be done? Because with, I think a lot of people have mentioned that uh, you need to know that, you know, the working use of NFTs or DeFi's and everything so that you can make the transaction in the, uh, you know, metaverse itself. Is it true or just simple credit card payment is enough? Uh, Facebook does a simple credit card. It's a, a simple system. So you would basically attach this, a script that they've already pre-created that can mm-hmm. handle all the payments and stuff. So, yeah. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty extensive. <laughs> thanks so much yeah. for answering that, you know, <laughs> extreme patience. So <laughs> thanks for that. Yeah. So, you know, this being great. So VR stuff, we have discussed a lot about things. Do you have any pointers to add on the AR? Because I think uh, this is my thought uh, from all the things that I've been hearing is that VR kind of requires a lot of things to function, but AR is kind of like one holographic thing, uh, you know, with the specs and everything. So do you think, do you have any pointers on AR or have you been doing yourself anything in this space? Yeah. So for, for AI, um, just a whole, you know, AI is a whole different machine, man. It's a whole different process of technology, a whole different like scope of everything. And I believe if there's anything to be more afraid of, I think AI is going to be pretty scary in the future. Um, the capabilities of it. I was seeing something with um, the other day. It was a guy, and then it was Morgan Freeman. And they were side by side saying the same thing, but the guy was an AI mm. who sounded exactly like Morgan Freeman was translating everything, but he looked super real, right? Mm-hmm. So I think we're going to have, there's going to have to be some laws in some places um, going in the future, especially with like, they're trying to already figure out chat GPT and yeah. how that affects schools. And some people are saying, keep it. Some, a lot of people are saying, don't keep it as cheating. In a sense, it is cheating, right? Like, you can just say, ask a question, and you can get a full detailed answer, you know? But at the same time, there's a definitely a learning, um, a potential learning that people can get from it as well. Because if I don't know the answer and I, I get the answer, and if I actually take the time to understand the answer, I can learn it a lot faster than what maybe a teacher may be able to do. But even on the aspects of crime, right? Like, let's take a step back and just look at crime. If somebody does something and somebody really wants to frame you, right, they can use an AI. <laughs> <laughs> to make it sound like you said something, right? Like they're kind of trying to, a lot of people are saying they're doing that with uh, Andrew Tate right now. I'm not saying that it's true or not true, but um, a lot of times when they're saying that the, the voice audio that they're hearing, it's sounding like AI, but the, you know, we're still in the beginning stages of AI, right? So let's wait till we get to a place to where, you know, we can't tell the difference if it's an AI saying something or if it's actually that person, right? So there's yeah. going to have to be something to come up like that as well, so. Yeah, and I think with ChatGPT, I think um, a lot, you know, because I think even uh, a lot of food aggregators in my country, they even gave notifications like, you know, are you using ChatGPT, then buy this food, something. You know, they have been like, it, it just evolved everywhere. So, yeah, it's not just ChatGPT, right? Like, there's other going to be other companies that's just like ChatGPT yeah. that are going to be better than ChatGPT. 
and it's going to be like there's going to be no ways of really stopping it right like and this is going to make the world extremely more lazy in a lot of senses because if i can give an ai just basic instructions for me and say hey create my resume for me they can you know it's going to be a lot better than what the average person could do so the competitive nature of what's going to happen is going to be extremely in a lot of ways more competitive because everybody can be on the same playing field and have the same access to you know develop full speeches develop mm -hmm. full reports so in the aspect of even education they're gonna have to find a way to make it competitive as possible because if not everybody's just gonna be walking out with A's. you know you can spend and chat gpt you can get like what three answers for three bucks like yeah <laughs> i think you know, like, like 42 dollars or something uh you know i think yeah. that's what's coming i think right like you would think that this type of stuff would be astronomically expensive but no they're making it extremely affordable for the average person and for the average person you know they can do a lot of damage with that. If I had chat GPT in high school, I would be valedictorian. You know? <laughs> like, exactly. It just comes every single time after, you know, mostly it's kind of, I, I, I thought it's only me, but every technology that's been evolving, I feel like, you know, why hasn't it come when I was in school? I didn't have to, I, I had a computer. I didn't have to work this much, but yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, absolutely. For sure. So, but yeah, so I, I'm definitely excited to see mm -hmm. um, what's going to happen, but I am also like very much so like what is really going to happen here so <laughs> understood so have you done anything with the uh, augmented reality ar space i have not i get questions like that um mm -hmm. a lot it's just, um there's nothing against it i like i like it more so when i'm watching like like movies and like tv and mm. um, like if i'm doing like like type of graphics with like gifs and stuff then ai is i mean ar is pretty pretty cool but um i stuck to vr because you know, it's just it's just a different experience for me because with AR, you're still looking at a screen, right? And you're still yeah. looking at a screen to see the effects of it. And it's really, really good effects. But with virtual reality, it's just a different feeling. Like I was, when I first put the headsets on, I literally got chills. I'm looking up, I'm seeing birds. There's literally a tiger like walking right by me. There's an elephant somewhere else. And it's looking like I can actually walk up and touch them. And it's like, it was freaky. It was like, it was really, really freaky. And it doesn't even just look like you're there. You hear the sounds, right? It actually like it makes you feel like you're really, really there. And I remember being on top of like this mountain, and I turned around and I turned back around and I felt like I stepped off and I, my heart really jumped. I was, like, I was like, "Oh wow!" I thought I was gonna fall, but I, like it really gives you those feelings, right? So it's 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 pretty freaky. It's pretty freaky. Understood. Um yeah. Our trends is pretty awesome. You know, we talked a lot of different things and, uh, you know, it would be great that if we, if you could mention the few places where people will find you and your services uh, yeah. and everything. Yeah. So you can find uh, me on LinkedIn at Terrence W. That's T-E-R-R-A-N-C-E-W with a dot. Um, you can find my Instagram at SilkTashaka underscore. You can find my website at www.metawellness.space um, or email me at themetaworldcreator at yahoo.com. Awesome. So uh, now table's turned, you know, if in case, do you want anything to ask me? Yeah. Like, you know, how do you feel about the future of VR? Yeah, I think it will be, you know, uh, the one movie that comes to my mind is that uh, one is Ready Player One, because maybe that's how the world will change or it will change like Wally. Like, you know, you know how all yeah, everyone yeah. is like becoming like that, right? Really extreme or really. Yeah. <laughs> it was. So this yeah. thing. But I think uh, one major uh, thing that I'm, you know, really hopeful for is that a lot of people, uh, you know, couldn't actually travel or do a lot of things out there, you know, go to a concert or go to, uh, because even now I really want to have go to a concert that's happening on Feb 4 here. 
but i really want this you know alone space where you know imagine like i can tune everyone off i can just hear that guy singing i mean that's possible in vr right like you can turn all the audience off you can just hear so i don't know now no, i don't know if it's not now but in the future maybe so yeah. that gives a lot of hope uh, for me in this vr space so yeah maybe it's wait and see yeah yeah it's, it's going to be interesting it's either going to be really good or really <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna go one way or the other. Either way, I'm just trying to get in early. So if it does hit, I'm there. Yeah. If it doesn't hit, I'm like, well, maybe okay, it's right. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's definitely gonna be interesting. Um, either way, but yeah, you know, I always like to ask people like how they feel about VR. Or, well, how do you feel about AR too? The one thing I don't, uh, I, I mean, I find AR interesting, but I think, like you mentioned, we are still in that world. and i think with ar the main source of um, you know people are expecting is that the information for example if i have this headset now i'm looking at you uh, now i have no details of who you are i mean with other than the name i don't know anything about you right so if i have the vr imagine that your name cards or anything comes up this total recall you know that movie how everything displays right so maybe that information wise i think that's how people are going right now uh, because you need a phone you need your device and go and then go to qr all the stuff need to be done with ar it's just with vr it's just one thing right But, right right yeah i think ar needs right now more work to get that experience if that is reduced i think it would be really great yeah yeah i agree and and just one more one more thought too about just the where it's going because you know you're in india right now yeah. and i'm in orlando but you know you you do speak english but if you didn't you know the cool thing is what they're trying to do is people that have the headsets it's going to really like break the whole language barrier because if i couldn't understand you but we're in these first reality spaces eventually they're they're creating technology right now that i can understand what you're saying and and if you're speaking chinese it'll sound like english to me and my english will sound like chinese to you right so that's going to be transmit uh, you know just huge transformation yeah. will just language barriers are going to le- literally could be destroyed just literally just right there with that type of technology right so exactly. um it's going to be very interesting very interesting and then right. still having that aspect of feeling like i'm in china with you <laughs> you know yeah. so it's clear you clearly all right so it's it's going to be really it's it's a, it's a lot of really really great that's going to come out of it um but with everything that's good there's always a a bad as well so hopefully the bad won't be too bad <laughs> Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, so I don't want to do Westworld. I want to do iRobot. I don't want to be uh in those situations. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean if if that is I put iRobot situation, I would love to be Will Smith. I mean, I would love to be a hero yeah. of the movie. Yeah, that's what sure. No, but Elon is literally trying to make it affordable for people to have robots in their house, like nannies. Like yeah. this is what like and I don't bet against Elon. There's one person I don't bet against. I don't bet against Elon. I don't give I don't bet against Jordan and I don't bet against Elon. So, those are two people I don't bet against. <laughs> If you said he's going to do it, it's going he's going to be able to do it. And it's going to be once once that happens, we're going to really feel like we're in the future. When you're waking up and there's just a robot in your house, right? So, <laughs> and you know, the, the one interesting thing I, I I really didn't want to talk about this in the recording, but uh but I really want to ask you, okay? When I was doing my keyword research uh for creating content and everything, the one not one one but two yeah two main things i found repetitively that has more volume is that uh, metaverse you know porn in metaverse and stripping in metaverse like these two things is been like you said porn. stripping in oh porn. oh yeah, yeah. yeah. oh yeah like, 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 like 
how is you know i don't know but has anyone ever come to you with that requirement please say <laughs> they have not but they have but you are absolutely right that is going to be humongous in the um, virtual reality world too right because if you think about it we have like what only fans now um and you know you're still it's a screen right so yeah. the more realistic we can get everything to look the more people can actually feel like you know i'm actually with this girl yeah you know enjoying her time and company and it could be the real girl actually there or it could be an ai you know i mean it's just so many different ways yeah. to go <laughs> but yeah no it's definitely um i've seen some platforms i've definitely seen some sexual platforms created um with um created uh what should i say i've seen creativity with the women in there doing <laughs> promiscuous things i'll say that <laughs> <laughs> But it's definitely work on you uh people think. But yeah, I've never actually been asked to do that. I don't even know how to start. I I just I I'd be like no. Like I don't even that's <laughs> just not you know, from going to mental health to stripping is just like yeah, I mean the haptics and everything coming, that's the interesting part, right? People are saying that like, you could feel and touch, you can smell and do everything. Because I think you know that industry is something that's uh in one way is extremely humongous i mean there's a lot of people who are talking about the money that's been poured into that industry but with yeah. vr and everything and you know i think in one part imagine a 15 to 20 year old guy you know who will think that you don't have to go out i mean yeah. why would you want to go out imagine the most beautiful girls mentioned beautiful girls okay i mean beautiful is a, beauty is a different concept but you know most beautiful girls in the world in vr with you Just imagine who why would any guy or a girl would want to go out that place I I actually know people who've met each other in virtual reality and are now married in real life yeah. <laughs> so not even just one aspect the dating aspect right it's just yeah. it's actually I would say gaming and dating I see a lot of it happen in VR a lot of it and um there's like real couples and like you can actually see them in their digital avatars like huddled yeah. up with each other and loving it and you know what we think is sounding weird is going to probably be the norm in about 10 years right it's just like why well, go on tinder when you can just go on the tinder virtual reality platform and it's <laughs> yeah. yeah awesome super so darren's this is really great and uh, is there any final points that you want to add to the conversation anything that thing you missed out hold oh, no that's just when everybody you know to you know appreciate everybody taking the time to listen to both of us and then um just be ready like you know even if it's um If you think it's not going to happen it's the same way with the marijuana industry I tell people when in the states when they make it legal that's going to blow up um and you know the next I think marijuana and and definitely virtual reality are going to be two technological booms that we're going to be seeing very shortly so um uh, buckle up awesome yeah. so guys I will definitely link everything in the uh, description below you know Terence mentioned his website is linkedin and all the spaces and his email as well so you can definitely go and check him out And uh, yeah thanks so much everyone for listening until next time this is Jeffrey signing off thank you